customer lifetime value is one of the most important metrics in any business, but very few businesses spend much, if any, time on it because it's not as exciting as getting new customers. I totally understand, by the way. There's something thrilling about chasing new customers, seeing those first time purchases come through, seeing all that new website traffic, seeing the new subscribers coming in. Existing customers, sure, they're there somewhere. They're sat in a list, I'm sure, somewhere. And maybe they'll buy some more one day. That'd be cool, I guess. But what about the new opportunities, the new things that we could be selling? I totally understand it. I know you because I am you. I know that you secretly want to focus on getting loads more because that's the exciting stuff. But do you want to know who does spend a lot of time on customer lifetime value? Well, all of our fastest growing clients, without exception. Because here's the thing, as digital marketing gets more competitive and expensive, the cost of getting a new customer in almost every industry continues to increase. As you get more private equity funded companies coming into a space willing to overinvest in new customer acquisition, the onus is on increasing the value of those customers so that increasingly businesses can be happy with breaking even on the first purchase. But selling more to your existing customers costs much, much less, nothing in some cases. And in this podcast episode, we're going to look at some ways that you can increase your customer lifetime value or LTV based on our analysis of some of the world's fastest growing companies and some truly epic client work. Now throughout, we're going to be using some examples of B2B and B2C companies. But where possible, I'm going to try staying focused on the principles here so that you can apply them to your business, whatever you sell to make more money out of your existing and future customers. Let's do this. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency that helps our clients generate more sales through their website and, of course, increase their customer lifetime value as well, which is the subject of this episode. Now, before we get started, you can also watch the video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel. All you need to do is just search on YouTube for LTV Exposure Ninja and you will find it. So there are two levers that we have to pull if we want to increase lifetime value or the amount of money that we get from each customer over their lifetime. The first lever is that we can increase the number of purchases each customer makes, say by selling subscriptions or running marketing campaigns to reactivate expired customers, for example. So we can have each customer make more purchases. The second lever that we can pull is that we can increase the value of each of these purchases. We can increase our average order value, say by offering upsells, adding different items on, or offering premium options. Now we're going to talk through each of these, and we're going to go through the different ways that you can implement these, all with examples. Let's start with increasing the number of purchases that you help each customer to make over the course of their lifetime. Now. The most obvious way to do this is with subscriptions and nudging your customers into subscriptions. This is incredibly common with B2C and direct-to-consumer. And by the way, for those who don't know, B2C, obviously business-to-consumer, you're selling to end consumers. 
B2B, you're selling to other businesses. Um, for example, one of the sites in direct consumer that does this really well is the Athletic Greens website. They sell a sort of green powders and vitamins and minerals and stuff. And when you go on their site, they have this product, AG1, which is kind of their headline product. Now, you can buy it as a one-time purchase for £97, and it shows you the per-serving price. Or you can buy it as a single subscription, uh, meaning that you just buy one product on a recurring monthly basis. Or you can buy it as a double subscription. So this gives you two packs every month. So it's best for people that are taking more of this thing, or best for you know couples that are having a pouch each, for example. So they're incentivizing you to make these subscriptions by reducing the amount that you have to pay per serving. So there's a bit of a discount for if you buy a subscription, you save about £20 a month, which is about 20%. Or if you buy a double subscription, then you save a few pounds on top of that. So they're incentivizing people to move into a subscription. Now, the reason for doing this is fairly obvious, right? If I'm purchasing a subscription, then obviously, on average, I'm going to be buying more pouches. And if I'm just buying a one-time purchase and the company is relying on me coming back to the website to purchase more. So it puts it on autopilot, means that you're continuing to ship me stuff after I'd probably have stopped taking the initiative to go and purchase for whatever reason. Now, there are loads of different versions of this. Another version that I really like is on the togetherhealth.co.uk website. And Together Health allows you this, again, it's kind of health supplements and stuff like that. But one great thing about Together Health, when you go on any of their product pages, they default to the subscription option. So I'm looking at one product, which is called uh, Ash Waganda. I have no idea what it is, but it's on their website. Um, and you can buy it when you land on the page. The default option is subscription, and it's $8.99 for one pouch. Uh, save 10%. That's the highlighted one. Or you can click to go to the one-time purchase for $9.99. So you pay 10% extra, uh, or you save 10% for having the subscription, and that is the default one. But the thing I really like about this is that it allows you to set how many packs you receive and their frequency. So the subscription is actually customizable. All they care about is getting you to subscribe. They don't care whether you subscribe one pack every 60 days or three packs every 15 days. They don't care. The point is that by making the subscription customizable, you're only going to be purchasing the amount that you actually need, and you're not going to get huge stacking up of inventory in your house, which might cause you to completely unsubscribe altogether. Now, subscription boxes and subscriptions are absolutely everywhere, and it's one of the big trends with e-commerce is to kind of nudge people into subscription, and with good reason. So you can get a you know baking recipe box for kids, or you can even get, if you're so inclined, you can get an apocalypse survival subscription where a company will send you various uh, apocalypse survival tools. I mean, uh, you know, what do you get for the person that you know who has absolutely everything other than potentially confidence for the future of humanity survival? But there are subscriptions for absolutely everything. And subscriptions can be so profitable that even companies that wouldn't have uh, maybe historically focused on subscriptions have been adding them to their business models. For example, a company like GoPro, who previously made all its money through selling devices and was like a one-time purchase, well, they now have the GoPro subscription where you sign up so that you get you know access to their data and you get discounts on various things like that. Um, Aura Ring, which is like a fitness tracking device, they also have a subscription. 
This is a new thing for them. They used to just sell their fitness device, but they're obviously looking at subscription revenue as a way of increasing their value, no doubt, to investors so that they can take more investment if they want to. So we see lots of businesses moving into the subscription world. Now, for B2B companies, you might be thinking, yeah, this all this stuff is great, but it only really works for direct consumer and e-commerce. Absolutely not. B2B companies can absolutely benefit from subscriptions too, whether it's things like maintenance and support contracts, which are pretty kind of standard issue in the B2B world. Or for example, uh, the uh, the B2B um, software company Telestream that sells various uh, B2B softwares, they have subscription options for things like premium support, which is a great example. So you can buy one of their pieces of software ScreenFlow uh, for $209, or you can pay an additional $30 um, and get the, uh, the version which has the premium support. And then this is then added on at £39 a year after that. So they add on their premium support option. And it just means that you've got access to their team or their ticket system or whatever the thing might be. So even if you're in a business that isn't traditionally uh, prone to having subscription options, prone isn't the right word. But if you're in a business that doesn't usually have subscription options, I would nudge you to think about how you can consider subscription options to your site. If you can sell apocalypse survival tools on subscription, then you've got to be able to find a way of selling whatever you do on subscription, unless you're selling something, you know, like, I don't know, funerals or something like that could be tricky, you'll find a way you're creative. So that's the first way of increasing the number of purchases that customers make. Another way of increasing the number of purchases that customers make is to target customers ready for renewal with marketing campaigns. Now I'm going to give you an example of a B2B client that we have, uh, which sells accreditations. So these accreditations run out after a period of time, you have to get certified every year or two years. So what we decided to do was focus on increasing the percentage of their clients and customers who renew. So in order to do this, we set up automated email campaigns, which started promoting the idea of renewal just before that customer was due to renew. But we didn't stop there. We didn't want to rely on their clients and customers just seeing the renewal emails. So we also set up an automation which fed the email addresses of people who were about to renew into Facebook and Google ads so that we could start running display and social ads to them about the time they were ready to renew, mentioning that you're probably going to want to renew and reiterating all the benefits of being a member of this particular accreditation. So this works really well for any business that sells something which expires or is consumed. You can run these sorts of renewal campaigns and it's best to do it multi-channel if you can because you don't want to rely on people seeing either email or social ads or you know text message, SMS if you're using that. The, the first thing you need to do is understand the repeat purchase frequency. So if, for example, this is a yearly subscription, then it's incredibly obvious what the purchase frequency is going to be. If your accreditation lasts for a year, then you know that you're going to be contacting people about the time that they're considering renewing. Now, this might be 11 months if you're the only option. It might be 10 months if people are going to start evaluating other accreditation options in that time. So it's important to understand your customer's frequency here. But whatever you choose, you need to make sure that the promotion that you do starts before the average repeat purchase date. Okay, the promotion needs to start before the average repeat purchase date. So let's say that you sell skin cream, and you notice that people uh, tend to repurchase after 60 days. 
Well, you don't want to wait 59 days until you start running these repurchase promotions. You want to start well before that. What you don't want to do is for your customers to go out shopping for alternatives before you've had a shot at persuading them to repurchase. They're much more likely to repurchase from you, but you don't want them to get into that shopping mode. You want to get them before they know that they need it so that you can start sowing those seeds of repurchase. So that's targeting customers that are ready for renewal. You can also target customers who are ready for upgrade. So I mentioned the Aura Ring earlier. This is basically a fitness tracker and it's one that I use. It measures things like heart rate and gives you all sorts of sleep stats and all of this type of stuff. Now, I have Oring version two. I've got no idea what version one was, but I've got version two, I think. And what happened um, over the end of last year is that they brought out version three. Now, what they could have done is just hope that I buy the new version, but that's not what they did at all because they're very savvy with their marketing. So what instead they started to do was run a promotion at all existing owners of Oring to get them to upgrade. Now, in order to do this, they offered a discount on the product, which in many ways makes a lot of sense because the cost of acquisition for the repeat purchaser is much lower. So they're able to pass that reduction in CPA onto me as a repurchaser because it's cost them nothing to get that repeat purchase from me. They offered a discount. And they also offered a free lifetime subscription as they've now added a subscription offering to the product. Pretty smart thing to do. The other great thing about this strategy targeting people who are due for an upgrade is that they could tailor the message specifically to people that already understood the basic premise of Aura Ring. They didn't need to sell me on the benefits of this thing and what it would track and what sort of insights it would give me. All they needed to focus their marketing message on was what differences there were between the one I had and the one I was upgrading to and what I would get as a result of those differences. So this meant they could tailor their message much more specifically to people like me who already understood. Another example of a business that does this um, in B2B, again, ScreenFlow, Telestream, the company that uh, runs ScreenFlow does a fantastic job of this. It's like screen recording software. Now, when they release a new version of ScreenFlow, you always have to pay to upgrade. But what they do is they offer an incentive to get you to upgrade, they reduce the price, and they can focus very clearly on the specific upgrade features based on the version that you've got and the version that you're upgrading to. So if you're targeting customers who are due for an upgrade, you don't have to go into the whole pitch again. You can just focus on the specific things which are going to make them change to the newest version. So there are three ways to increase the number of purchases that you're getting your customers to make. Nudge them into subscriptions, incentivize them to do so if you have to. Target customers that are ready for renewal if you sell something that is uh, consumable or expires, and target customers for an upgrade if periodically you're releasing upgraded versions of what it is that you sell. Before we get into how to increase the value of each purchase, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has reviewed the podcast in the last year. We really, really appreciate this. And seeing the number of reviews that we're getting on the podcast is really encouraging. Is also how we identify the sort of topics that you want us to cover in future episodes. So please, if you enjoy the podcast, take the time to review. 
Let us know any questions that you might have which you want us to cover in future episodes. Also, don't forget that if you want some help with your digital marketing, for example, if you know that you need to increase the lifetime value of your customers, well, this is something that we can help you with at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency. We mainly work across SEO, pay-per-click, social media, web development, conversion rate optimization, and email marketing. So if you're a business that needs to generate more revenue from the internet, we have a service called the Free Website and Marketing Review, which can help you do exactly that. All you need to do is go to ExposureNinja.com and request your review by clicking the big button. We'll ask you a few bits of information about your business and your goals, and one of our consultancy team will then put together a review of your existing marketing and show you some ways to increase the value of each visitor that you're getting on your website, as well as generating more visitors to your site through things like SEO, social media, and paid search. This service is completely free of charge and it is fantastic. Our review team are absolutely stellar and the feedback I get from people who've had their reviews, they cannot believe that this thing is free. If you want to request yours, go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review, click the big button to request a free review today. So we've looked at how to increase the number of purchases that we have our customers make. So what about increasing the value of each of those purchases? Well, this can feel fairly obvious. For example, adding add-ons and upsells. One of the masters of add-ons and upsells for me is GoDaddy. I don't know if you've ever tried to buy a domain through GoDaddy, but you need to set aside a few minutes because once you've chosen your domain, the number of upsells and cross-sell opportunities that they are throwing at you is quite staggering. And the way that they position these means that you've got to think on your feet, otherwise you end up adding a whole bunch of them to your purchase. I must have bought, I don't know, 500 domains over the years, and I still have to think fast when I'm going through the GoDaddy checkout because there are always little add-ons that they've got you adding because you haven't unchecked an item or click that you don't want it. So for example, I've just, for making the video version of this, I just threw up the GoDaddy website and just put in a domain. And the first thing I'm being pitched on is domain security and the full domain protection for $6.99 per year, because everything is sold as subscription on GoDaddy. Uh, they know what they're doing. That is, that is checked. You can also go down to ultimate domain protection for $11.99 per year. If you don't want domain protection at all, you have to click the no thanks button. Smart. Devious, but smart. The next thing is you've got your new website builder. So you can start building your website. Now it's free to start with, but of course there are add-ons. That's the whole point. They want to sell you hosting and all their other stuff. Then they're trying to upsell you a custom email address and they've got a whole bunch of different options here. You can have email essentials, you can have email plus, online business essentials, business professional, all the way up to 13 pounds a month for email. So three upsells before you can even get to the cart. It's really, really incredible. Another another absolute upsell monster. I don't know if you've ever tried to buy business cards or anything from Vistaprint. My gosh. I mean, if you're ever stuck for something to do on an afternoon, try and make a purchase from Vistaprint. So first thing you do when you're choosing your product, it's giving you all these different options of different pricing tiers that you can have, which have different options. Um, for example, if you want to make some business cards, you start with your basic design, then you've got to choose your thickness. Now, immediately it's upselling you on a premium thickness, which is slightly thicker card 
high customization, best for everyday use, and it's got this big recommended banner. Now, of course, it increases the price. Then you've got to choose your finish. You start with a generic matte or glossy one, but you can add the foil accents for just $17 or embossed gloss. Then you've got corners. Who wants standard spiky corners on their business card? You'll generate so much more business if those corners are nicely rounded, of course. And then, of course, you've got to change your quantity. You can choose any quantity from 100 to 10,000 business cards, and there's pricing incentives to get you to move up each level. It's super smart. And then you know the drill. Once you've purchased, they want to send you or they want to sell you your name on anything from a plant pot to a customizable micro scooter cover. You know, you can't, <laughs> you've got to scroll through pages and pages of every single business office item you could ever imagine with your monogram now stuck on it in order to complete that checkout. It is ludicrous, but it works. And Vistaprint is an example of a business that's able to compete in a highly competitive, highly price sensitive market and has been able to do so for a long time, competing heavily with paid ads because they know that they are so good at squeezing out maximum order value out of every single visitor on the site. Another example of a business this time, B2C, um, that is fantastic at increasing average order value. My wife just bought me a GoPro. Now, little did I realize that getting a GoPro basically required about as much additional investment as having a child. Thanks to all the add-ons that you can purchase. Once you've got your GoPro, you're going to need a little case for it and you're going to need the tripods. You know, I'm into camera gear. I've got expensive camera gear. I know the drill. But GoPro have absolutely nailed the add-ons and upsells, the range of additional stuff you can put on your GoPro. It's going to look like a small village by the time you finish, but they are fantastic at increasing that average order value. And of course, what does all of this allow them to do? It allows them to invest more in getting that customer in the first place, which allows them to increase their market share and be much more aggressive with their marketing than if they were purely relying on that additional purchase. One of the things that you'll often notice about upsells and add-ons that all of these businesses are offering is that they tend to be higher margin than the initial product. There is no way, for example, that my GoPro silicon case cost anything like £29. It may have cost a few pence. The margin is ludicrous, but because I've already bought or because I'm in the process of checking out, then that's a much easier purchase to make. I'm in that moment. I'm in the process of buying. So it's easier to upsell people. So there's some prompts for you. Think about add-ons and upsells, whether you're selling products or services, what can you add on to increase the perceived value of what it is that you're selling and to go further in helping that customer get to their goals? Another version of increasing average order value is premium editions of what it is that you sell. Now, we looked recently at a uh, Simba Sleep, the mattress company. In one of our deep dives, we looked at their digital marketing. And one of the things I absolutely love about Simba is how they have three different versions of their mattress. You've got the basic hybrid mattress, the pro mattress for people that are, you know, professional sleepers, and then the hybrid luxe mattress. Now, I'm an idiot. I bought the hybrid luxe because I'm the sort of person that just wants the best of everything. But what they've done here is they've essentially taken one product and found a way of selling it to people that are fairly price conscious, 
not that price conscious and totally price numb. It's basically the same thing. They've just found a way of quantifying the additional value by adding in some extra layers and talking about how the mattress is thicker or whatever, which is really smart. But what it's allowed them to do is essentially target the entry level mattress market and also the luxury mattress market in the same sort of campaign. What they don't want to do, because you're not going to be buying a huge number of mattresses in each visit, what they don't want to do is leave any money on the table. They want to get as much revenue from every visitor on their website as they possibly can. They want that visitor to be able to spend as much as they are willing to do on that purchase, which is also why they have add-ons like pillows and mattress protectors and all that type of stuff. Now, another great thing about Simba is that they offer split payments, a fantastic way of increasing average order value. So rather than spending $1,279 on your hybrid Lux mattress, you can spend £106 monthly. Now, that is a much more palatable sum for somebody who is maybe a little bit more price sensitive than thinking about the full amount. And, uh, you know, split pay, obviously, absolutely everywhere. Klarna estimate that split pay, and particularly their split pay, of course, um, can increase average order value by 58% because it reduces this price sensitivity. You can pay in split pay for absolutely everything. You can find £2 bikini sets on prettylittlething.com that you can split over six weekly payments if you so choose. Debt bubble, anyone? But the point is that split pay and different payment terms allow you to increase your average order value because they reduce that price sensitivity. Now, another very, very pressing example I just saw this morning um, of a B2B company using uh, premium versions in order to increase their average order value. Um, Exposure Ninja has just been certified as outstanding in the best companies to work for survey. Now, I don't know if you've used this sort of survey for people that are outside of the UK, you might not be familiar, but basically it's a, you know, a company engagement tool. So you send out a survey to all of your uh, your employees, and they fill in, you know, how happy they are to work with you and stuff like that. And then the, the best companies, they rate you according to all of the other businesses in your industry and across the, the across the country. So Exposure Ninja got outstanding rating, which is awesome. Then we go straight into the dashboard. What's the first thing that we see? Upgrade to Workplace Insight Pro. This will give you comparison tables, this will give you pre-visuals and packs to share with your team to get the information out there. And the thing that really got me is you can read the employee comments. So what they've done really smart is in the survey that best companies had sent out to all of our team asking for their feedback, they have been collecting comments. These comments obviously are going to be really valuable and interesting to me. And when I log into the dashboard, I can see that there are 152 of them waiting for me to read. I am absolutely desperate to read these. The catch, there's a little padlock next to them. Turns out I have to upgrade to Pro if I want to read the comments that they've already collected. Now, to me, this is so smart. Yes, in the moment it's painful, but the lesson is fantastic, right? They knew what the upsell process was going to be before they sent out the first survey. So they're collecting the data, which they then plan to upsell me immediately. It's brilliant. Absolutely love it. So there's an example of how a B2B company, and it's really a service company, is able to upsell to a premium version to allow additional insight. So there you have it, how to increase your customer lifetime value. Want a checklist? Of course you do. Okay, here you go. Firstly, focus on increasing the number of purchases your customers make. 
doing this through things like subscriptions, bumping people into subscriptions, incentivizing them, whatever you have to do to get them to subscribe is usually a good bet. Then reminding them to renew or restock if your product is consumable or runs out. Thirdly, reminding people to upgrade if you release new versions of your product. The second thing that you can do is focus on increasing the value of each purchase that people make. You can do this through add-ons. You can do this through upsells. You can do this through adding premium options of what it is that you sell, think Simba and best companies. And of course, by adding payment options to reduce the pain of the purchase. So the best results to increasing customer lifetime value happen when you do both of these things. You both increase the average order value and you increase the frequency of the orders. I hope you found that useful and I hope you enjoy applying them to your business. Please don't forget, let us know in the reviews for this podcast what results you get and how quickly from doing these things. And of course, if you want help with your digital marketing, then request the free website and marketing review from ExposureNinja.com. Don't forget also to check us out on YouTube. We post video versions of every single podcast. Yes, every single one. It takes me hours. (laughs) And you can see them all on our YouTube channel. Just search for Exposure Ninja. Until next week, see you soon.